everybody welcome back to a very special edition of the digital killed the radio star podcast uh, as you noticed uh, when you click play on your phone or computer normally we have a really cool intro that uh, Chris's dad put together for us with the help of Chris but this week we don't have that we have a minute and 42 seconds and uh, it's a song called eruption by Eddie Van Halen I figured that would be more fitting it's about the same length as our intro and um, this episode is going to be all about Eddie Van Halen and his band Van Halen. Uh, Chris you were the one that actually broke the news to me the other day with that text and that little group text we have. Yeah um, we all knew it was coming you know I mean it wasn't really a surprise I think people would start to, to the rumors were going you saw the pictures of him he didn't look real good and um, we already knew that he had been battling cancer for a long time so I think we all knew it was coming. Didn't want it to, but, you know. Yeah, it's, 60, uh, 65 is way too young. It is, you know, and it it just sucks because, I mean, we can get into this more as we go through this, but, you know, I think there I, – I don't think – I think it shows right now Van Halen wasn't touring. It wasn't because they were lazy. It was the health because I think that in some form or another, whether it was with, with uh, Dave or Sammy, something would have been going. Um, some kind of a tour. And like I said, we can get into that in a little bit, but yeah, it was, um, it's tough to lose that. I mean, he, he's, uh, I mean, I know we had say Mount Rushmore guitarist and it's hard for me. And I know it's just because it's, it's probably just because he just died. It's hard for me to, to put anybody above him as a guitarist. Um, I know you can make arguments for a lot of players. Uh, well, maybe, well, I'll take that back. Not a lot, but for a few. Uh, Hendrix is probably going to be the, the main one that comes to mind and probably the biggest challenge to him being the greatest. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just think what, what Eddie did with it and the tone that he had, all the different things that he went that he did above just simple playing. Um, but then the playing aspect, the reinventing it, the way he was doing the tap. I mean, people had tapped before, but four fingers on a fret, or eight fingers on a fretboard. We had never seen that before. We had never seen that style of play. And, and Van Halen, no doubt, um, like I said, Greg Renoff, he, uh, in his book, you know, he, it says that how Van Halen saved rock and roll or rock and roll and metal or whatever. I don't remember what it says on there, but he said that he saved it. And I will say that Eddie, I think, while they weren't really a hair band, they were more a straight rock band. And they were a hair band as in the way that Alice Cooper was and Ozzy Osbourne was. They, they all got kind of, if you liked Motley Crue, you probably liked Van Halen. I mean, that's kind of, and they, I think there was, some, there was some crossover there. But I think what Van Halen did do 
is they really, really, I think, kicked open that door for Motley Crue, Rat, Twisted Sister, uh, Quiet Riot, all those early bands that uh, that burst out in the early 80s. Yeah, you know, they came along, at the time they came along, classic rock was dying. You know, the, you, you people kind of viewed Jimmy Page and Richie Blackmore and those guys as like dinosaurs at that point because everybody was into punk and uh, the emerging new wave sound and disco. disco. And disco. And that was the big thing. And they came along and, and just really turned the music world upside down. And uh, I can't imagine... Like when I hear eruption now, it still blows my mind. But I can't imagine hearing that in 1978, and just thinking like, "What? <laughs> what's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. You know, it makes you. It does make you think too. Is um, are we? Is it going to take? I mean, I, I, as you were thinking, saying this, I never really thought about this before until literally like 30 seconds ago. We talk about them saving rock music, and it was. Basically, I felt like it was on the verge of extinction. Now, those times were a little bit different because you didn't have so many different platforms way to get music. You know, if a band like Death Heaven existed back then, you couldn't find them. Now you can. So it is a little bit different time, but it makes you wonder, is it to, you can say there's parallels in what we have going on right now in music. You know, that it's, there's not really popular rock. It's not on there. It's all, it's, it's Cardi B and Taylor Swift and just the most, ridiculous music out there so is there going to be another person that comes around another band that just kicks the door open god i hope and i hope it's soon yeah i i just i don't know how anybody can do anything to to influence people the way he did because at that time a lot of your you know most of your guitar heroes back then at least had a blues background and you know a a lot of the solos sounded the same they didn't sound anything like what Eddie Van Halen was doing. So, Chris, what was your what's your earliest memory of Van Halen? MTV. Um, they would have been, and I'm probably going to be the same for you because we're not that far apart in age. But the 1984 album, the the hits that came on that, that was my earliest recognition. Uh, which one was the first single? I don't know. I want to say it was Jump, but I, I don't know. You can probably tell me whether that's true or not. But Jump, Panama, Hot for Teacher. That was the earliest recognition, and I actually had. When I was a kid, went to the uh, the mall, and I had a, uh, I don't think I've ever told you this, uh, David, can, I think we said this before, David, David and I can see each other through through Skype, so when I, I'm doing my hands up to show David, I had a button about that big of David Lee Roth that, uh, that my, my mom got me. But uh, yeah, that was, that was my early circuit. That was when I first heard of him. Yeah, that was, I, I think, I, I don't know if you saw that thing on Facebook I put the other night. Um, I was was a real big Chicago Cubs fan growing up, and in 1984, when they would have their pregame and postgame, they played Jump, and I was like infatuated with it. But it, you know, at that time, you didn't have any way of finding out, you know, who it was. And I heard some of the older kids playing it on a cassette on the playground, and I went and asked, you know, what is this? And they're like, it's Van Halen's in the album's 1984. And I eventually got my hands on it, and I guess that was the first time I ever got bought like a guitar oriented album because before that it was like prince the footloose soundtrack you know stuff like that and um just that really like was started my love for like guitar oriented rock and he's always been my favorite guitar player to listen to um and 
you know, there's pro- not a week probably goes by that Van Halen doesn't pop up in some type of playlist I have or whatever. And um, I was lucky enough to see them four times, twice with Sammy, twice with Dave. Saw them one time with you um, when we saw Roth. Yeah, and that was the only time I saw them, and I'm just glad that I got to see them. That, you know, really, that's the only time you saw time. Van Halen, period? Yeah. Oh, that surprises me. Um, yeah, they um, they changed the world, and, and it's just it's just sad. And I think one of the things that some of the news nuggets that have come out, their manager did confirm that they were going to tour in 19 with the original lineup. Um, yeah, well, those rumors were circulating like crazy, and then I remember them – kind of given, I don't know if there's, who knows what's true and what's false, but you know, they've always been, and you know, Greg Renoff was talked about that before, that wrote the book Van Halen Rising, which I highly recommend that. Um, I got a batch of his book sales are going up right now. But, um, you know, they were a very private band. Very, very private. So, but the rumor was that Michael Anthony, they were talking to him, but they were only going to have him play, what, a, a few songs, and it was still going to be Wolfie. So I don't know. Maybe they were going to eventually work out something to where it would be with all four guys for every song of the show. I, I I don't know. When I think his manager said one of the there was like they were going to have several different opening bands that were going to rotate. I think one of them was Metallica wanted to do it. You know, and Metallica played that monster, that famous Monsters Rock tour with them, um, and uh, you know they I think they all hit it off. And I saw a video of where Metallica when they last time they played in Pasadena, California, they actually, Metallica actually played "Running with the Devil" mm. uh, as a tribute to Eddie. And then I guess the the best thing that's come out of it, it appears that before he died, uh, Eddie, Sam, and Michael Anthony patched everything up. Yeah, well, I like what they what they said that you know, Sammy was saying that he didn't. They de- they decided they wanted to keep it a secret that they were back on speaking terms and had completely repaired their friendship because they were it was just that they knew that eddie they both knew that eddie couldn't do it again and wasn't going to do it again and they just felt like if they were on good terms and my and hagar started talking about it then all the rumors would start of a tour yeah and they they just didn't want that coming out there classy move by sammy hagar yeah um, and yeah you know it in the last couple of years it was hardly an interview with him went by that he's like look i don't want us to take this to the grave we're both getting on up there in years and uh, he was right. Um, and you got to wonder if, if sometimes he feels guilty about some of the stuff he wrote in that book. Did you ever read his book? No. It's pretty brutal. I mean, I don't think like he's I don't think he's making anything up. Uh, it just seems like some of that stuff might would have been better if he hadn't. Especially about Eddie's you know 2004 drug use on that reunion tour that was such a disaster. Maybe not, but you know that's what we as the consumer. The reader, that's what we always want to see. You know, it's always better when there's somebody that actually will tell what happened and not just keep it a secret. But I, I don't know. I mean, they, they weren't getting along. And so, yeah, he may regret it. I don't know. All right. So what we're going to do for the remainder of the program, we're just going to talk about some of our favorite Van Halen items. Um, Chris, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Uh, I'll, let's see. What is your favorite Eddie Van Halen solo? You know, this was, first of all, everything that we, we've got like four, what, five different, yeah, five different things we're going to talk about mm-hmm. on here. So before I answer this, um, I will say that all but one of them, uh, one of them was easy. All the other four were very difficult. And so ultimately, 
I start listening to some of this stuff. I already knew in my head which ones I was thinking of for a solo. And I start thinking, and it's like, this, though I think this is a highly impressive one, I, what I picked has nothing to do with, I wasn't trying to find, well, well which one has the coolest, you know, the, is the, has the best technique. You know, I saw that, um, I saw Gary Holt of Exodus posted that uh, his favorite Eddie Van Halen solo, I thought, well, this, that's kind of a, it's kind of a unique pick and it's uh it's off a fair warning and it's um push comes to shove and i listened to that i was like geez this is incredible but i wouldn't be fair for me to pick something just because i recently somebody opened my eyes to how magnificent that was so i'm just going back i'm gonna what i've always liked i just love the sound of it ice cream man yeah very cool very cool um for me um uh, the obvious one is Eruption, but let's call that a song. That's not a solo. So that one doesn't count. Um, I have always loved the solo in Right Now. Um, I've all, it, it, It's different for him. It's not like there's no two-hand tapping or anything like that on mm-hmm. it. Uh, I think it, it's cool because that's a, a lot of that's a piano-oriented song, and then he just rips that guitar solo. And I love... I, first of all, it's one of my favorite videos, and I love the part during the solo. It just goes, Right Now, Ed's got his hands full. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. I haven't seen that in years, but yeah, it's it's cool. But you know, they, it doesn't have to be like a big guitar oriented. Think about jump. You could consider jump as one of the coolest solos that he had, and you barely all you hear is a palm mute as far as right the verse. That's all you hear. Right. Um, my gosh, he he had so many to you know so many to uh, to choose from that um, it's just it's, it, yeah it's you know you could see me tomorrow and it would probably be something um completely different yeah i like getting talking about love i like the the and i know this this the one uh also on there that uh i'm the one that's a amazing solo two solos in it. yeah kind of got that mr crowley type action right now we got two different ones uh great great playing but man that's the thing about him he's not like this like one of these guitarists that was a decent guitarist and they just had that one shining moment you have to look for one where he didn't shine. Right. <laughs> you know, they were all just I, magnificent. I can give you one. How many say I? Oh, okay. Th- that's You know what I'm talking about? I don't. That's the one, that, the song that he sings on um, Van Halen 3. Okay. See, I'm not familiar with that album. <laughs> I'm not. It um, is It is up Brandon Bad. Of yeah, you've, you've, you've told me. Um, <laughs> and I know I've heard before. It's been a long time. It's, I'm just not familiar. I'm not familiar with that record. I, I'm not knocking Gary Sharon because I love, I love, extreme uh, which by the way one of my faith there's been a lot of good posts from people on instagram and maybe my faith favorite one was i kept waiting surely nuno's gonna post surely he's gonna post and he waited probably a day or two and he finally posted and that's a good read if you yeah. haven't if you ever read that one yeah it's very cool very cool just talking about him coming to his house and i mean I yes and he wanted to, he wanted to come hear the extreme record when it was finished yeah. All right. What's your favorite Eddie Van Halen riff? Uh, okay. I know. I know what you told me you were going to pick, and I could possibly, I easily could have done that. I don't want to go with. I didn't want to go with one that you were going to go with. I almost something that just sounds so killer to me. We talked about it, and it's not one of the most flashy. I thought about somebody get me a doctor, but ultimately I went with something that's more somebody get me a doctor than it is. I ain't talking about love. I was unchained. 
Yeah, it's very yeah. A lot for a lot of people, that's their favorite Van Halen song. Um, and when, when when you and I saw them, that's what they opened with, um, which was really cool. All right, my favorite Ed Riff is "Ain't Talking About Love." Um, I, I that's a killer song, and there's that's them playing with a lot of passion and a lot of just grit. Um, that's my favorite. That's just my favorite riff. I always love it. When you hear it, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's yeah, and it's an amazing, amazing, amazing riff. Great song. And he said, you know what it is when you hear it. Well, in addition to being a great player, Eddie Van Halen was one of the few guitarists that when you hear him, you hear his sound, you know who he is. There's not many people that can do that. Mm-hmm. And and in fairness, I think in a way, like Alex Van Halen has a little bit of that. And you don't hear that much from a drummer having like a true sound. But yeah, it, it, he's very, very recognizable. All three of them had it because, especially in the 80s, Alex Van Halen had a snare drum and a hi-hat sound unlike anybody else's. You knew it when you heard it. And then, I mean, Michael Anthony's backing vocals are instantly recognizable. Well, that for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. His his vocalizing, for sure. All right. Uh, your favorite Sammy Hagar song? Um, oh, I didn't know what we were doing this, but I can do this and your, answer this one. Yeah, your, I mean, your favorite Van Halen, Van Hagar song. Um, I probably, I probably go Dreams. Good. I one. know it sounds, it sounds a lot different. I mean, it, and we will, we'll get into this because we'll, I know we're going to, maybe we can do this next. We're going to talk about like our, our favorite, we'll do our favorite Van Halen. I'm getting ahead ahead, but our favorite records on a couple of things. And we'll talk, I'll talk a little bit more of my thoughts on Sammy Hagar, but, um, this song was, I think it was kind of, it's definitely more of a pop type song, but that's kind of where they, what they morphed into. And like I said, we'll talk, we'll save that, but I'll I'll let you answer yours. Um, mine is that one off the Twister soundtrack, Humans Being. I love that. and I, th- But that's one of the songs that led to them breaking up because Eddie hated Sammy's lyrics and either Eddie rewrote them or made Sammy go rewrite them. And I was talking to somebody the other day. I love the direction they were heading on Humans Being, and then the two David Lee Roth songs on that Greatest Hits thing, uh, Me Wise Magic and uh, Can't Get This Stuff No More. Mm-hmm. It was just, Eddie, was his playing was different. It was more melodic, uh, ne- not necessarily as, as as flashy as before, um, but I've that's that's one of my favorite Van Halen songs. And I've come to find out by looking on like some Van Halen forums, a lot of people, that's their favorite Sammy song. All right, what's your favorite Van Hagar album? Okay, yeah, on this one... Um... This one was, I mean, it was kind of difficult, but I, what I ended up doing was I thought about which album had, the, I guess I guess the most songs that I really, really liked on it. And um, I got to go with the first one, 5150. When I think about the, the songs that are on there, you know, Why, uh, Why Can't This Be Love, Dreams, Summer Nights, which is just incredible, Love Walks In, Best of Both Worlds. It, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff on this. I mean, this was one... Man, they came out of the gates. I mean, we we talked about this, you know, the other night, David, on the on the phone. We were talking, and I said he's got to be Sammy Hagar's got to be the most successful replacement singer of all time. And they were a different band. And I, I saw somebody refer to Sammy Hagar as turning Van Halen into Journey. Okay, so maybe that did happen, but I, I don't think it was his fault. You know, Sammy Hagar came came from Montrose and Solo. He came from a hard rock scene. Listen to 1984. 
Listen to Jump. Listen to to um, I'll Wait. Listen to those songs. They were they were already going that direction. And if Roth had stayed in the band, you probably would have got a fifty one fifty type record, but just with Roth on Roth on vocals. And whether you love Sammy or you hate Sammy, whether you're a Dave Camp saying the Dave Camp or the Sammy Camp, irrelevant. I would just say on the the sound that they went in. Sammy was a better fit for it. Yeah. I'm, I, I'll get, we'll get this. Uh, we can talk about this too. So as far as which, who's, who do you prefer the singers? Uh, I'm a Dave guy, but the Sammy records, I feel like I don't know that Dave could have pulled them off because Sammy's a better vocalist. Oh. But Dave just had the, it was the better music. It was a wilder band. Um, and he was just a great fit. All right. Um, yeah, I think, I think vocally Sammy Hagar runs circles around David Lee Roth. Well, there's no doubt, and I think anybody anybody will tell you that they I mean, don't like Sammy Hagar. Don't, they don't like Van Hagar. Will still tell you he's more talented. R- Roth has turned into a clown now, just yeah, an absolute he clown. He's an absolute embarrass. <laughs> he's an embarrassment. Like he is. Yeah. Like if I ever had a child that acted like that in public, you know. Uh-huh. Um, all right, my favorite album is For Unlawful Connor Knowledge. I mean, Pound Cake, The Dream Is Over, Three Sixteen, Run Around, Top of the World, Right Now. All of those great songs. In and Out, Judgment Day. Uh, I think that's like for me. That's their most cohesive rock record that they did with um, with Hagar. And obviously, you know, right now one of the biggest videos of the '90s. Uh, and you know, and they had several really big videos in the '80s. Um, Dreams was a cool video with the planes, and you had uh, obviously uh, Jump, Panama, all of the and Hot for Teacher. I mean, come Hot on, Hot Teacher. That was a big time one. Yeah. All right. What is your favorite? David Lee Roth, Van Halen album. One. So I, gotta go to, I, I gotta go with the first record. Um, I know that's, I'm not gonna, you know what I was about to say, it's a trendy pick. That's not trendy. I mean, it's just the the songs. I mean, I don't think anybody sounds like they're being trendy. You, that's just not a trendy pick. That's just a great, great rock and roll record. And one of the greatest debuts ever upon, for a rock band. Upon further review the last couple of days, I've changed my mind. And um, I always used to be Van Halen too. I'm going with Van Halen, the original one now. It's just hard not. It's hard not to. The, the, let that, it's the, hard for that not to be the, the di- Well, the difference is there's a song or two on Van Halen two that let up, and there's just not on that first album. No, they're all good on the first one. And you know what? I, I, when we're talking about these tributes and all, another really good one was. Uh, did you watch that video I sent you of Butch Walker? Yes. I loved what he said. He said when he saw the cover of the album, he said I already knew what it sounded like. <laughs> He said, you look at that cover, and I'm looking at it right now, just to put it in perspective. And Eddie with the guitar, Michael Anthony with the bass, David Lee Roth having the rock star pose, seeing Alex with the monster kit. I thought that was cool. I, was like, I didn't even have to hear it. I already knew, I already, I already knew what it sounded like. Right. Um, and it, yeah, it's just a, we talked about this. Anybody that's listening, if you happen to be a ma- just a massive Van Halen fan, I don't fall into that camp of saying like I'm a massive fan, but obviously, I mean, I have all their records. Well, I don't have three, but I like, I like Van Halen a lot, a lot. I'm just not like this mega fan. Um, and I think the one thing that ever kept me from being a mega fan is I feel like Van Halen had a difficult time of making records without filler. One didn't have filler. That's true. If all the records, I don't expect them to be as great as one, but if the records had, you know, one or two fillers, 
per album, and is that's different. But there was, a, I feel like there was a lot of a lot of filler on a lot of their records. Yeah, I would. Some of them are very, very top heavy for sure. All right, Chris, give me your top ten Van Halen songs. Okay, we're not going in order on this, just because as I was going through them, I wanted to take the time. I'll tell you how I did this. I, I um, I wrote down in order, so I wasn't leaving things out. I looked at each album and wrote down the ones that what could, which should be in consideration, and then just process as elimination. And so I'll read mine. They're going to come out in chronological order, not my. That's only my favorite. So I'm going to go starting with this first record. Ain't talking about love. Jamie's crying. Ice Cream Man, Dance the Night Away, Somebody Get Me a Doctor, Everybody Wants Some, Unchained, Dreams, and then my wild card pick that might would surprise people, but don't off of balance, don't tell me what love can do. I thought that that was a very, it, I, we talked about it the other day, it was maybe the only pissed off, except... There weren't many pissed off Van Halen songs, period. Right. That song was pissed off. And I love I love Hagar's vocal. His the I love his voice in that song. It's and, angry. And it see, sounds I, good. I love that I mean, that's all part of that direction they were heading in with humans being, you know, just a little more aggressive sound. I think it was the times. Yeah. You know, grunge was still very prominent. Yeah. I think it was they were having to make angrier music. But then the next song on that album was um can't stop loving you, which is just straight up pop, bubblegum pop. Well, that was go- yeah, that was going back off of the the first couple of Hagar records. Could have easily fit on those, but uh... <laughs> all right, mine is in no um, no order here. Everybody wants some. All right, check off how many we have that are the same as we go along. You you ready? I'm ready. All right, everybody wants some off of Women and Children first. Um, I guess my own my only real deep track on here is Black and Blue off OU812. I've always loved the groove on that. The lyrics are very sophomoric. Uh, won't be compared to Bob Dylan anytime soon. Um, why Can't This Be Love? Um, I love that on that reunion tour. They strongly clip. considered. I strongly considered. Yeah, that. just a, just a, I love that outro with them singing. Um, that's what they closed a lot of shows with on that. 04 tour uh, off Van Halen too. Uh, just to me, kind of the quintessential Van Halen fun song, "Beautiful Girls." Uh, just absolutely love that. Also off Van Halen too, one of the best riffs and best openings of any song they've ever done. Somebody get me a doctor. That's just a sick intro. Um, off of um, "Fair Warning," hear about it later. I, the intro to that I love where I guess he's playing through like a flanger or something like that and then he just it just kicks in man it's awesome um, off run lawful Connor knowledge top of the world um, to me that's just a, a quintessential good time Van Halen song regardless of, of who's singing uh, ain't talking about love we talked about that tremendous song humans being we talked about that and then my favorite Van Halen song of all time and this may be sacrilege to a lot of people is jump because that's the song that got me into them the intro to that is one of the most recognizable intros of any piece of music you're ever going to hear. And it's used over and over and over again in so many different settings, sports, um, you know, TV, on the news and stuff like that. You see it uses a lot of outros on, on um, sporting events and stuff like that. And so since that's what got me into them, it's always going to be my favorite. And I'll be honest with you, 
I really love how they play that live. Obviously, they got the keyboard, the synthesizer backing track, but Eddie's guitar on that live, it just adds so much to it. Well, you know, let me tell you, too, this, uh, before we get back to your list, I'll just say, first of all, there's nothing, there's no shame in picking that song. It was considered, I like the song. I really do. Uh, like you, as a kid, made me like the band. And it's almost like Springsteen's 1984. You know, it, they were a little bit different than what they had been doing. And it was, it would put them to both to mega stardom and both may be kind of looked down upon a little bit, but they're both great songs. Yeah. They're both great. I, I, I agree. And in, in, in reality, it was probably 30, 35, 40 songs are in the running for this. And I could be, I think I had 27. So how many do we have in, in common? What three? Are you, are you done now? Yeah. You're not done. Yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. We only have three. What are they? Uh, I expected more. I ain't talking about love. Somebody get me a doctor. Everybody wants some. Man, everybody, yeah, I expected more than that. Everybody wants some is such an amazing, amazing, fun song. And I never have understood that second verse, those lyrics. Have you? I can't even think of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I do. I had to think about it. Like I had to play some, it out in my head. Like something with a moonbeam or something? I have like no that? clue. I have no clue. I mean... Uh, yeah, and there's a like there's a lot of songs that I, you know, when I look at here, some of the ones that I've scratched out, uh, you know, Atomic Punk, Feel Your Love Tonight, You're No Good, Beautiful Girls, Women in Love, And the Cradle Will Rock, Romeo Delight, Mean Street, Take Your Whiskey Home, Panama, I mean, Panama, uh, that was that was a very tough elimination. Yeah, Jump, Hot for Teacher, Why Can't This Be Love, Summer Nights, very underrated Sammy Hagar song. Uh, love walks in when it's love. Um, I know I, pound cake is one. I have another uh, right now. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a tough thing. Hey, I, I, one quick question though. I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I should it, it it never occurred to me before. Did the classic Van Halen logo that just you know out to the side the lines. Did it become a circle when Sammy Hagar joined? Was that the first time it was ever a circle? You ever thought about that? May have been. And that may be why he calls his band now the circle. Because I, I, I looked at it, and as I was looking at the records, you go to... Uh, now, they don't have the logo on women, children, daughter down, fair warning. They don't have it on 1984, but then 5150... You got the circular logo. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't used before then. I just don't remember. That's all I was asking. Yeah, if you know me either. Me, that's a that's a. We ought to shoot a message over to Renoff about that. Renoff will know. <laughs> He'll definitely know the answer. I mean, he knows everything. He'll tell you what size shoe David Lee Roth wears. He's he's been. I mean, he's been busy on Twitter. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, when you get when you saw him in concert, it was obvious. Yeah, obviously, you and I were together. Um, did they let you down, or did you think it was about what you thought it would be? It was what I thought it'd be, but that wasn't a letdown. I mean, it was cool. I had a really good time. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of great, great songs. I wish we could have got, uh, you know, where's Dave and Sammy toured together. It would have been cool if you could have had Dave and Sammy, if, if they could have put their egos aside, because make no mistake about it, it's not just Dave. Sammy has an ego, too. He's a nice, seems like a very nice guy, but he would not have wanted to go 
you know, go first every night in a Van Halen set. But if they could have done a split of the two, um, you know, and, and then one other thing I, I, I one thing I saw, um, the, uh, I think it may have been Eddie Trunk said that, you know, when we get through all this craziness right now we have in the world, if they could do a, a tribute show, you, just, you know what I'm talking about? Had the, had the money go to charity and have Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth both up there, have the band up there and rotating guitarist, a different guitarist for every song. Yeah. That kinda, would be so cool. Kind of like what Soundgarden did after Cornell died, a different vocalist. Yeah, I think that would be so cool. And get some of the ones that, I mean... Well, you'd have to turn a lot of people down. You would. I mean, I, 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 I if they did do it, though, I hope it wouldn't just be... Okay, we got to have Tom Morello on here. Okay, let's get Jack White. Let's. No, don't give me that horse yet. Did you see the Jack White thing get, last night? Uh, it, it, it was fine. I, I looked at the clips of it, but give me Nuno Betancourt. Give me you know, give me those type guys. The guys were really influenced by him. That you hear it in their playing. Give me like flashy players. You know, I don't know. That that's just. My opinion, but I have a feeling it'll be, like I said, Tom Morello's, and they'll, they'll probably even find a way for for uh, Dave Grohl to play a play lead on one of them. So you're turning you're turning into a get off my lawn guy. Is that not true? Tell me I'm wrong. Dave Grohl is the go to for everything. He, but you know why I think he is. First of all, he's truly a fan. Like he's a fan, and like you watch him. I mean, if you see that thing with him and um. Rick Astley, where they do Never Gonna Give You Up in England with Full, Full Fighters Band and turn it into a straight-up hard rock song. Uh-huh. Like, he's just a fan of music. Yeah, but I want I want, I want, want Nuno, I want Satch, I want Steve Vai, you know? I want those guys. I think those guys would be there. Hey, do, you yeah. think, do you think they would ask C.C. DeVille? They would not. Could C.C. C. C. DeVille play any Van Halen song? I'm sure there's a couple of them he could do. You but... really got me? <laughs> but I, you know, I, I would, I just wouldn't want him to be like play the the snobby type stuff and leave somebody out like Nuno because he was in a hair band and all. And when he is clearly, you listen to him play and you can tell he's heavily influenced by Eddie. And in my opinion, he's one of the best rock guitarists that's come around in the last thirty years. Just my opinion. He's what he's what comes to mind when I think of like somebody ripping Eddie Van Halen off, but not, but in a good way. He's always the he first one. It. Yeah, I think he had kind of had his own style though. But and, and like you said, that post he doesn't run from it. But he was you can hear it. You know, and, and no, and I'll tell you another one. They'll get on. They'll have Slash on there. Got to have Slash on everything. Slash, great guitar player. Yeah, but he doesn't sound influenced by Eddie. I mean. You don't have to sound like them to be influenced by them. Yeah, like, I thought that but... thing that Jack White posted was really touching yeah. about how Eddie made that guitar for him, made sure it was done just how he wanted. I think I'm going to get me one of those Eddie Van Halen guitars, by the way. Shouldn't you try to learn to play the one you got first? I am, but I I mean, you never have too many, Chris. <laughs> I got to have a... I, I pro- next thing, I'm need to get a road case to put them all in. I cut yeah. my finger really bad the other day, though, and it's preventing me from... From uh from playing, but yeah, I just wanted to get this one out kind of soon. I know there's going to be a lot of Van Halen podcast, you know, coming up. People talking about it, and that's fine. But 
just, you know, when you think about people around our age, five or six years, either way, there's not a, I can't really think of anybody that could die that would have a bigger, can say they had a bigger impact on the music we listen to. No, I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't know who you would, who you would pick. I, Cause I think he was everything for rock, the whole umbrella of rock. You had people like when, um, when Dimebag passed, how important he was to metal. You know, you, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is you'll have guys like that that meant to, to a certain segment, but to everyone. Yeah. And everybody knew who Eddie Van Halen was. I mean, the ones that are going to be big, I would think, like some of the rock guys that'll be big when they do pass, because it's that's what it's the thing when I think about it with Butch too, and he had that video of Butch Walker. Somehow, how hard it is because now it's getting he's at the age now where his heroes are dying, and um, even though they're not for us, I, I'll be good and not bash them. But Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley, that's gonna, or even Ace. That's gonna, that's gonna turn some some people some people's worlds up so upside down for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when the rock world in the rock world, I think of them. You know, Ozzy, Jimmy Page. Yeah, yeah. There's there's still some left that are gonna be that are gonna be big. Jimmy Page. That's a good example. I mean, there. He didn't. He was. He's definitely not as important as Eddie Van Halen. Man, he's important. Everybody listen to him. He's real, real important. So that's going to be a big one. But yeah, it, it's uh, it sucks because a lot of these people were naming. They were just before our time because it, Van Halen. We they didn't hit us until 1984. They'd already been around for six years. But a lot of these guys that we grew up listening to, it's it's unfortunate. It's just uh, you're going to see more and more. We'll start seeing the guys from Priest and Maiden and all those guys. Yeah, um, already starting to see people from ACDC. Yeah, I know. So by the way, have you heard the new ACDC song? I have not listened to it, but I know they're promoting, promoting it like crazy because I know that uh, they were supposed to be on NFL Network on Good Morning Football. You don't have to have heard it to know you've heard it. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, I, I, I mean, guess I should say. I guess I guess I should say yes. I've heard it. It's just a good. It's just a good rock song. Yeah, I mean ACDC is not going to change the formula. So if you. <laughs> If you like listening to to Brian Johnson and ACDC, you're going to get the same thing every single time. What I think and is so so funny is Brian Johnson is 73 years old and he's just singing like eighth grade lyrics. <laughs> I yeah. mean, the chorus goes, "A shot in the dark's better than a walk in the park." Bob nice. Dylan's all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, thank you everybody for, uh, for listening. Chris and I'll, uh, I'll get back with a, a more regular episode, um, shortly. We just want to do this for, um, for Eddie Van Halen. He, he did a lot for us and the music and also the music that we like to listen to that came past him. So rest in peace, Eddie. And here to play us out is off the, uh, self-titled debut album. Here's Ain't Talking About Love.
I stood and looked down You know I lost a lot of friends there, baby I got no time to mess around So if you want it 